Hey there, Sooners Nation. Welcome to the Lockman Sooners podcast. Coming up on today's show, we've got a very special guest, a man who knows a thing or two about offensive football and the quarterback position, former Hawaii and SMU and Houston Roughnecks of the XFL, head coach June Jones. Coach Jones is going to help us break down the quarterback situation with the Sooners and just talk a little bit of offensive football with us. It's going to be a great time. Make sure you stick around for that here on the Locked On Sooners podcast. You are Locked On Sooners, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma Sooners, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And on today's episode of Locked On Sooners, we're joined by a very special guest, a man who knows a thing or two about offensive football and the quarterback position, former Hawaii and SMU head coach, June Jones, the master of the run and shoot offense. Coach Jones, how you doing today, sir? Doing good. You guys hanging in? Oh, man, we're doing great. Uh, definitely worked out a lot better for us this week after a, a wild comeback win by the Oklahoma Sooners. But, I mean, you've seen a lot of football in your time as a coach. Just how wild was the Red River Showdown? last saturday just what what did it mean what did it say to you that was about as good a good a football game as as i've seen it it had a little of everything in it and uh oklahoma fans are happy i'm sure and uh like i said that was uh, that was a, a unbelievable game now i'm sure you've you've kind of had some you know i think as a coach every coach goes through ups and downs has there ever been a time or was there ever a time in, in your coaching career where you found yourself down 21 in the, in the first half and, and just had to try and keep composure for your team? How, how difficult is that for a head coach like Lincoln Riley had to do last Saturday when his team, just everything is going wrong for them, everything is going right for Texas, and they jump out to a big lead in the biggest game of the year? Yeah, well, uh, you know, Lincoln uh, has a lot of confidence in what he's doing and I think when you have that confidence as a coach, the players uh, feed off of that. Uh, you remember us going to the Sugar Bowl in 2007. We had to beat uh, the Huskies, Washington Huskies, last game to get into that and have an undefeated season. And we were down 28-7 to at half. And uh, we ended up winning 35-28 uh, and uh, went. So it's almost identical, uh, 21 points down. Yeah, that's it's incredible. I think to to hear that it actually happens more often than one would think that you know the the big first half lead it can evaporate in in a hurry, especially when you run an offense you know similar to yours where it's you know quick strike and and the passing game keeps the ball moving and keeps the 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 drive short. Is that something that that the kind of the run and shoot the more pass heavy offenses kind of have at their advantage when they do get behind because they run passing offense so much that they're able to catch up quickly? Yeah, I think that uh, it definitely has a, uh, it is a factor. Uh, I know our kids and, you know, as a coach, I convinced them to realize that they're only three plays away from tying the game. And we, you know, we have those three plays uh, periodically uh, uh, throughout every game. And so nothing is out of uh, out of reach. And I think, uh, Lincoln has done that, and and the kids have that confidence that they can come from behind or they can score whenever they need to score, and and uh, as long as they focus on what they're doing. And kind of a lot of what the big turnaround was predicated on was the quarterback switch. Um, 
how difficult is it for a head coach to make that decision in a game when you see your your starter, the guy that you've been riding with for the last year and a half, someone you've known for a long time and recruited? Um, how difficult is it for a head coach to kind of pull the plug on that and, and say he just doesn't have it today and go with the backup guy? Well, I think the, the uh, like I said, the coaches that have a, a great confidence in what they're doing uh, usually can make that call. Um, you know, now the, the, the biggest decision now is, is what do you do this week? Uh, you know, what do you, who, who are you going to start? You know, I always feel you go back to the guy that got you to the dance, and I, I would start the uh, uh, kid that they took out, uh, Rattler, right? That's his name. And, yeah. And I watched him, and, and he makes some unreal plays. He can pass the ball. And I think you always go back to him. And if you really think the young kid behind him is the guy, then, you know, he's got to uh, prove it again uh, by, by if Rattler doesn't do the job uh, that he, t- he takes over the team at that point. But, but right now, it's uh, you know, to me, I, I would go back to the starting quarterback and, and let the young kid uh, sit there and watch again. Yeah, he definitely is going to have some time to have his time. You know, he's just a true freshman. He's got several years of eligibility left. And like you said, Spencer Rattler has played a lot of big football for this team over the last year and a half and won them a lot of football games. And and in a way, it does make a lot of sense to go back to the guy that's got a lot of experience who has, again, won a lot of games for you. Speaking of Caleb Williams, though, for a second, kind of what was your first impression or your impression generally of his first extended run in college football? Well, to go into, you know, you can say you want, it's just a normal game. That uh, Texas OU game is not a normal game. Right. And uh, he, he entered in there uh, and had a lot of composure. He, I think he made the big play with the run uh, that he made, uh, and that certainly gave him a lot of confidence uh, in their forward. But he did a great job. I mean, you know, I, and, and as long as you can throw the ball in Lincoln Riley's offense, it's pass first. Uh, that run stuff, you know, uh, I think uh, is more off of the pass, not designed runs for the quarterback. And I think that's what uh, what Lincoln Riley has to do is is continue to throw it. And when it's not there, let him pull it down and run. Now, over at CoachTube.com, you offer coaches, athletes, uh, like a really detailed breakdown of your offense, the run and shoot. Um, Tell, tell people what they can get by going and, and watching that seminar. Well, originally when we uh, started it, we, uh, you know, the COVID has kind of stopped all the coaches' conventions and, and uh, different coaches, uh, uh, you know, get together with, with different coaches. And, and so we, we thought about uh, getting this uh, done uh, virtually. So, Mouse is at the, you know, he's almost 90 years old, and he won't, he's not going to be here a whole lot longer. Hopefully he is, but, but you never know. And, and so we wanted to document and get a lot of uh, the concepts that people have, uh, you know, run and adopted from us, both in high school coaches. I've gotten calls from college coaches, high school coaches, uh, NFL coaches that uh, are interested in learning, you know, what we were doing. And, and, uh, I think uh, that that course on Coach.com, anybody can can take and, and further their knowledge of the passing game. And I'll have more of my conversation with Coach Jones here after the break. 
But let me talk to you about Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's easy to eat, 100% covered in chocolate, and it is great for you. It's the best tasting protein bar on the market, bar none. You won't get a better tasting protein bar. They've got great flavors like coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate. My favorite is the peanut butter brownie. You can get one of each by getting that mixed box, or sorry, two of each by getting that mixed box. It's a great way to figure out which Built Bar is your favorite. Make sure you go to built.com. You can get 17 to 18 grams of protein, anywhere from 130 to 180 calories, only four or five grams of net carbs and four or five grams of sugar. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. You cannot go wrong. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the US track and field team. Go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order at built.com. And that's, I think that's one of the beautiful things about football and, and offense in general is you see coaches just kind of borrowing elements from all kinds of different, different things. You look at the air raid or, you know, air Coriel, you know, back in the seventies, you see all these elements at play in a variety of offenses at every level. And um, it, it, especially, you know, something that was as successful as the run and shoot was. So what, how did the run and shoot kind of come about? Just, you know, if, I know it's a, probably a long story, but what, what really predicated the development of, of your well, offense? Well, it, it originated with a Ohio State coach named Tiger Ellison. And uh, he ran it uh, back in the 50s and 60s when, when uh, it was primarily a run offense. But, but Mouse Davis in, in the middle 60s kind of took the formation, took the motion calls, all the different things, and, and put that in. And then he developed a passing game out of it. And uh, so that's how it, it kind of uh, started, how it originated. We still have, in fact, I'm watching, uh, football is cyclical. I'm watching Kansas City. Kansas City runs a lot of our stuff. Mm-hmm. But also I see them, they have put back in the fly sweeps, all the different things that Tiger Ellison did uh, when, when the original run and shoot was going. And so it's kind of it's fun to watch how things have progressed. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting. You see in teams all over the NFL college put in a lot of motion now because they, they understand that they have to use that misdirection or at least get ahead of steam with the guy that's going to take that jet sweep and, and have that momentum going to get to the outside because players are just so fast nowadays. Yeah. And it, it also, uh, they're using it a lot more, you know, uh, to do like we did originally was to be able to tell if it's man or zone coverage right. before the ball. And, uh, uh, I think uh, I think pretty much everybody in the league now is doing that. They'll set a back out wide to the weak side, outside of the receiver, you know, motioning back to the running back spot. And, you know, if the, if the linebacker was the guy that bounced out with him and ran back in, you know it's man-to-man. And if the, the corner just widens, they're not going to put a corner on a running back nine out of ten times. And, and so you know it's zone. And so you, you, you kind of take all those little uh, keys and you – you take advantage of, of that before uh, before the ball snaps. Yeah, it's it's really interesting to watch. My my favorite professional team is the Dallas Cowboys, and I and I hear a lot of the elements you're talking about seeing take place on Sunday with Kellen Moore's offense. He's just from what it was under Jason Garrett, who I, I was a big fan of Jason Garrett as a head coach. I, I think he did a great job. It didn't work out, and but now with Kellen Moore calling the plays, I, I do see a lot of those elements because he's running motions all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, definitely, and he's he's done a great job. He's I see in there where he stole some of our stuff. He stole mm-hmm. some of Boise State stuff. 
just like, you know, when, when we run what we run, I'd say 30% is Bill Walsh. Uh, some of it, uh, some of it, uh, a, a lot of it is mouse, but we, we have a little of everything in there. And that's like, like I said before, that's the beauty of offensive football and at, at any level is just to be able to see all the different elements take place. It's kind of a work of art. Now, as a head coach, when you're installing your offense and say you had a quarterback injury or, or uh, you decided to make a quarterback change, um, was there ever a time that you had to make big adjustments to your scheme in order to adapt it to the skill set of your quarterback? Um, no, not really, because uh, uh, I always kept three three guys. When I was in the National Football League, I always had three quarterbacks that had started in the National Football League so that they had the background. And I knew that every time they came into our system, they would be better than, than any that they ever had. Like, for example, I'll give you an example of Bobby Aber. Bobby Aber never won the Pro Bowl uh, for New Orleans, and they had a great run down there. They went 12-4 and four one year. But his one year with me in 1993, he makes the Pro Bowl, uh, you know, uh, because the system kind of makes the QB better, makes everybody better on top. So, I always made sure, both in uh, all my stops at Hawaii, SMU, doesn't matter where it was, XFL, I made sure I had three guys that I knew could play. Yeah, it makes it makes a lot of sense to make sure that the guy that's going to be coming in is able to run your offense to what you want. You know, a lot of times you see just them grab a backup that has experience and may not be a fit for the the scheme that you want to run. So that makes a lot of sense kind of turning back real quick to the, the Sooners before we let you go. If Caleb Williams were to be the starting quarterback for the Sooners this Saturday against TCU, what would what kind of adjustments do you think Lincoln Riley would make, or would there be no adjustments that he would have to make in his scheme in order to, uh, to help elevate the true freshman? Well, I would say that he, he uh, will make a few uh, adjustments. In other words, he won't be quite as wide open, I would think, more conservative, on the pass calls, uh, he'll probably have some, uh, you know, QB run option stuff in there uh, uh, because I kind of saw it when Caleb was in the game. Anyway, at the end there, it looked like they had a few of those in. Uh, like I said, I'm not big on that, uh, but I'm sure uh, the, the offense package that he will have will be very conservative. Uh, so that the quarterback can get confidence and have success. Yeah, and I think the one thing that Caleb Williams brings to the table that is intriguing is just his ability, kind of in the read option game, that you know that that handoff at the mesh point, and the way it holds linebackers in position. So you know, just like play action does. Um, right. Is that is that something that you know the offensive line for Oklahoma has kind of been struggling at times this year to get the ball going or get the run game going? But in the read option, is that something that just helps everybody in the running game, not just the, the running back, but also the offensive line? Yeah, no, I think it does because the ball comes out pretty fast on reads or he's going to give it, you know, give it to the running back. Uh, I, I, they don't have to hold the ball, you know, very long, the quarterback off, off a lot of stuff. We added uh, uh, in the XFL, we added some of those concepts off of our runs. Uh, but it was QB's option. You know, we gave him a couple of little keys that, to, to look at and, and hand it off unless you get one of these. And, and he did a great job. Uh, B.J. Walker did a great job with that yeah. stuff. 
Yeah, he was fantastic uh, in the XFL and turned it into a, a, a stint with the uh, Carolina Panthers, I believe. Yep, he did. Yeah, so he was he was a lot of fun to watch in that. I see. Are you going to be back with the XFL when they when they get back going under the rock? Well, I'm hoping uh, I'm hoping that's the case. I'm on some committees trying to put together uh, the merger between the CFL and the XFL uh, now, and I think those talks will re-engage as soon as the breakup's over, which will be the first of December. Oh, that's exciting. I think I speak for most football fans when they say that having some spring football like the XFL was was a blast a couple of years back. And so we're looking forward to it coming back. Coach Jones, man, it's been a, a, a pleasure just having you on here talking football and um, hope we get to do it again sometimes. Make sure you all go check out CoachTube.com. You can search for uh, June Jones's uh, offensive breakdown with uh, Coach Mouse as well and get the run and shoot and go take the seminar advance your offensive knowledge coach again thank you so much for being on the show today all right great to be with you good luck thank you so much have a great weekend you too aloha and we'll have more after the break of where the oklahoma sooners are heading in their matchup with tcu but let me talk to you about bet online bet online is back and better than ever all eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on for another football season as always bet online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season with new and updated with a new and updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Using our promo code Locked On from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline is fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. That's BetOnline, where the game starts. And thank you so much for taking the time to make Locked On Sooners your first listen every single day. We're so appreciative of the time that you give to this episode, this show, and I'm thankful to be able to do it for you every single day. And man, that was such a great conversation that we had with Coach Jones. And, and a couple of things I wanted to break down real quick was what he said about going back to Spencer Rattler. Now, to me, that's that's a, like a loyalty move is going back to your 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 starting quarterback. If Lincoln Riley does decide to do that, it's certainly out of that because I mean, Spencer Rattler has played a lot of good football for the Oklahoma Sooners. It hasn't been great this year. Against Kansas State, it was good, and it looked like he was turning things around. Um, For much of this year, it hasn't been good. But we've seen Spencer Rattler capable of playing good college football. It's true. It is true. And I was talking with my wife earlier this week, and and she even alluded to the same thing. She said the same thing while we're driving in the car. And I'm kind of, you know, opting for Caleb Williams, you know, trying to politic for him. And I get that Caleb Williams is a true freshman and I get that Spencer Rattler's played a lot more football is more experienced and, and maybe Lincoln Riley wants that. And, you know, we, we've been a big Lincoln Riley fans for a lot of years. And, um, you know, if he goes back to Spencer Rattler, obviously that's his decision. He can make whatever decision he wants to make. Um, it doesn't look like that's what's going to be the case, but you know, who knows the mind of Lincoln Riley? Nobody, especially with no media availability this week. And that's a long story. I'm sure you've heard it. But uh, yeah, the, the OU Daily kind of got the gotten some hot water by filming or not filming practice, but a spine on practice a little bit from the fifth floor of a building over in Norman. Uh, get some intel. Apparently, Caleb Williams was taking the majority of the first team reps with the offense. Spencer Rattler was taking the second team reps. And Spencer Rattler apparently missed practice on Monday. Uh, According to reports, it was an excused practice, so nothing really to see there. But um, let's talk about TCU for a second. It, I think Oklahoma is going to win this game. 
TCU is going to be a tough matchup. However, they pose some problems offensively with Max Duggan as a runner and a thrower. I mean, he has, he has his moments where he can be a very efficient quarterback, but there are times when he's not super great, but he's a, he's an effective runner as well. Kind of in the Skylar Thompson mold, but then Zach Evans, man, that dude is a baller. And I mean, it's just like one stud running back after there. We got, we had Deuce Vaughn just a couple of weeks ago. We had Bijan Robinson last week. And now we get Zach Evans at some point. I mean, maybe just the league is littered right now with just a really top flight running backs. Cause I mean, Texas tech's got a good one too. So, I mean, it's just going to be one of those things where every week we're going to face a really good runner, but Zach Evans, man, he's going to pose some problems for the Oklahoma Sooners. They're going to have to be sure on their tackling from start to finish. It's not going to be one of those games where they can just decide to, to have a, an off day. They got to come with it every single snap on defense. And, and I, you know, Oklahoma Sooners are going to win this game right now. They're minus, I think they're minus 13 and a half favorites uh, over the TCU Horned Frogs. And I mean, they've played every single game close this year. So I have a hard time like saying Oklahoma's going to cover that, but maybe this is the week where they finally cover. Maybe this is the week they finally get their pretty win that so many people have been asking for, because it's the team that hasn't won big all year, except for Western Carolina. But against you know FBS competition, they've played they've played one score games every single week, and so that, I feel like that's where we're headed again this week. But it's going to be a great matchup tomorrow night on ABC. We got the big time crew with Kirk Herbstreet on the on the call and Reese Davis, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Love love some night games, man, especially because uh, I have to work most you know I have to work seven to seven tomorrow night, so I'll miss the you know first thirty minutes of the game or so. Hopefully we'll get out on time, but I'll be watching the recorded and uh, be getting back to you. Um, on Monday about our thoughts on the game and, and breaking that down. So until Monday, again, thank you so much for making Locked On Sooners your first listen every single day. Make, make sure you check out our guy, Josh Neighbors, on the Locked On Big 12 podcast to get your Big 12 recap every single week. And then check out our guys over at Locked On Cowboys. Hey, Thunder season's coming as well. Check out the Locked On Thunder podcast as well. Those guys are, Ryan's, Ryland Styles does a fantastic job breaking down the Thunder. So you'll, you'll want to make sure you check that out. But until next time, my name is John Williams. You can follow me on Twitter at John9Williams and the show on Twitter at Locked On Sooners and on Facebook, Locked On Sooners podcast. And coming soon, I know I've been saying this, but coming soon to YouTube. So make sure you go over there, Locked On Sooner, subscribe, get ready. It is coming. We're going to be bringing the heat over to video on YouTube. So until then, I'm John Williams, Boomer Sooner.